Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warriors. Say our name, say our name. No one is around us. Let us say know Margo you found Abby. us. <laughs> nice. Let us know you found us. You did good on the rhyming. Not yeah, so much I mean, on the I sense. think I rhymed us with us, so. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> okay, here we go, warriors. We are talking about, uh, well, let's just start with, it is the next episode in our mundane anxiety series. Mundane anxieties. Woo. And today's <laughs> mundane topic is about names. Yeah. <laughs> Forgetting names, mm -hmm. trying to remember the names, learning mm. the names, spelling the names. Oh, yeah. Writing the names. Yeah. Pronunciation. I mean, and then correcting people when they oh. call us by the wrong name. Oh, yes. that's uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. Why is something that literally everybody has yeah. so complicated Yeah, and stressful? Now I'm thinking of Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I was about to attempt the first line and I was like, you know what? I don't fully remember it. So I'm not even going to complicated. I got to go and make things so, so complicated. complicated. There we yeah. go. Boom. Nailed yeah. it again. We're just, we're just, just, we're just perfect. Let's just yeah. say we are crushing it so far. Okay. So Abby. Yeah. Let's, let's start by, um, uh, let's, let's take a minute and just think about all the names that we've been called that have been incorrect. And like, let's go back and forth really quick. Let's, this is going to be the fun way we're going to start this off. Okay. But I feel like my list is extremely short. <laughs> oh, it's like when we were talking about this topic, you had mentioned like more than at least more than two, I thought. Yeah. But, but part of it is a storytelling because it sounds oh. the same. It's spelled different. Okay. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Oh, I've All just right. ruined the I mean, it would have been fun. I would have just kept saying like the same names. <laughs> Every time I'd say a different one and you just yeah. Yeah. say your say the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. Okay. Never mind then. Um, <laughs> so how did this I feel like I don't remember exactly how this topic came to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember how it came to be either, but I remember you and I were talking. And something around names came up. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe one of us was seeing someone who couldn't remember someone's name. And we we're talking about how uncomfortable that was, or maybe we we're talking about correcting someone on our name. I don't, I don't even remember. Maybe one of us called the other one a name. I don't know. No way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that one, that one can't no. be the reality. But somehow it just <laughs> organically came from conversation. And it's yeah. something that like, I mean, it's not something I overthink on my day to day, but let me tell you the panic that comes into my body when I'm going to like show up at some event 
And mm-hmm. I know there's going to be people, but like, I cannot remember their names. Yeah. And then it's like the overthinking in how do I get their names without being like, Hey, what's your name? Right. Mm. Cause like for some reason there was a lot of shame in just saying, oops, mm. I forgot your name. Huh. Right. Or there's the other part for me where there is a lot of shame. And I don't, I don't think that's how this all came up, but you know, I'm already just thinking about all the ways shame and names come into the mix, you know, like I can't tell you how, when I meet someone who is like from a different country, right? Like I have this friend and I'm going to say her name wrong already. And her name is Paula Mm -hmm. and it's spelled P-A-L-A. And it has things over one of the A's and I don't even know what the thing is called. And she is Icelandic. Okay. And I can't tell you how many times I ask her Mm. to say her name. It's pretty simple. P-A-L-A, right? Yeah, sure. And I repeat it back and her and another friend of ours, Aldis, who is also Icelandic, would chuckle at my attempts of saying her name. And it was like in a loving environment, but they were like, here's the thing we have different sounds than you. And so since they weren't developed as a child in you, you literally can't say her name. Yeah. But, but just in general, when I'm meeting someone and their name is not like Ted, right. And I'm trying to say it back. I feel so mortified when I can't say their name properly. Cause I feel like it's important. It's someone's name. If they like their name, right. If they're like, Hey, you know, Like, I want to say your name. I don't want to give you a nickname. I don't want you to give me your Americanized name. I want to say your name. But also, I am extremely uncomfortable trying to say your name, and I keep saying it wrong. Yeah. 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 I I agree. It's definitely (laughs) stressful when you see a name and you don't know. Like, where, where I have some differentiation is, like, I don't have, I don't have any qualms about saying, I don't know how to say your name please help me say it. And I also don't have any qualms with saying, I don't remember your name. I'm so sorry. Can you please remind me now where I do have a problem, where I do have a problem is if I have to ask the same person more than once. (laughs) So I only have the one window where I say, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. Can you please remind me if I don't remember it after that, then I never ask again. Yes. (laughs) And then I have to do all of the figuring out and hoping somebody else says it or, you know, or saying things like gal or friend or buddy or person. Yes. And this like one of the things that came up when I'm thinking about this is I teach several hundred kids a week. Yeah. And so I worry less about the kids' names because a lot of times they come into class and I'm only with like 50 of them for like 20 minutes and then the next group comes in and it's like, I love you all and I wish deeply that I could learn all of your names. Never going to happen. No. And so I've just resigned to the fact that that's never going to happen. Some of their names I will learn, right? And some of them I will never learn and- I have to just sort of like be willing to let that go. Yes. However, when I'm teaching mommy and me classes, which I teach a lot of, I have so much more guilt when the parent of the child is present, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, those classes are significantly smaller typically, Mm -hmm. right? Less kids. And number three, if I've seen you more than once, I feel like I should do better and be better. Mm -hmm. And these, look, these parents are so kind. No one has ever made me feel bad or guilty for forgetting their name or their child's name. 
Right. What's helpful is that I do have to take attendance at the beginning of yes. class. Everyone's yes. there that's supposed to be there. That means they've paid for class and all of that. But the child's name is never there. It's just the parents' Ooh. name. So I may be good then in that moment. I'm like, oh, right. That mom's name's Christina when I see it, right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't remember their child, I always remember the child. I just do not remember their name. Yes, right. <laughs> I remember right. your kid. I just don't know your kid's name. And I just feel so bad about forgetting. It's like, yes. I should be able to hold this information. I feel like I should be able to hold it, but yet it feels fucking impossible. Yes. I don't know. It just winds up feeling impossible. And then I'm stressed about it. And I'm doing that thing where I'm like, great job, little one. I know. I I love how hard I can see you're working in that yoga pose, you know, like friend. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think that there's nothing wrong with that language. Right. And like giving myself lots of love and grace in that moment where it's just like, you're not a bad teacher just no. because you can't hold 500 people's names a week in your right. mind. Right. And unless right. I see you every week, if you come to class every week, guess yeah. what? In a couple of weeks, I'm going to know your name. I'm going right. to know your mom's name. I'm going to know your dog's name. But like, if I see you once every few weeks, I know. maybe if you're lucky, I have a random yeah. memory, but for the most part, I'm going to have to ask. And I maybe know. more than once. And I really, oh, asking more than once is it's so cringe. It's so, so it's cringe. so uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Has the same person ever asked you more than once what your name is? No. I'm the teacher though. No, just in general, in all of your life. Oh, not of in course. Teaching. And how did you feel when someone was like, oh, oops, I forgot your name. I felt seen because I do the same thing. Yes. So maybe when we're like, oops, I forgot your name again. They'll feel seen again. (laughs) And I always make sure to say too, and that's the other thing that like has become a practice, which it's like, I almost hate that it has to be, but I'll just say to people, I apologize off the bat. If I forget your name, I'm so sorry. I wish I could hold hundreds of people's names in my mind, but I can't. And I say all of that. And it's like almost like I'm what I'm hoping is that it's a reminder to everyone that they don't have to hold all this information all the time. And that there's no shame in asking and needing to ask. Right. Um, at the end of the day, even if I feel some shame that they're right, trying, it's a good out uh, external verbal reminder for myself and hopefully anyone listening mm-hmm. to know that it's not there's nothing wrong with you. If you can't remember. Right. Names. It's just you know? we care. That's the thing is we care right. about the individuals in front of us and people often like hearing their names unless they're people that get in trouble a lot, right? Like Mm -hmm. children that get in trouble a lot probably associate their name with getting in trouble, right? So then with those kids, I try to say their names in positive lights a lot, right? Like, oh, look, Sammy, you are so strong in your warrior, but you know, right? But again, it goes back to this name and and how people associate and feel about their names. Um, I... I do this thing and I'm like a little embarrassed sharing this, but I'm also not that embarrassed sharing it where if I'm going somewhere, right. And you and I are going to a party or me and Dan are going to a party and there's someone there and like, I should know their name, but I totally blank on it. And I can't Mm. prepare ahead of time and be like, Margo, ask that person their name in front of me. right? Right. Like, you know, all those like mental gymnastics and prepping. If I can't do that, then I just pretend I'm rude. And and so instead of saying, oh, I forgot your huh. name, I'll like have you like stand with me and we'll all interact. And at some point you and the stranger will realize you don't know each other 
And then one of you is forced to introduce yourself to the other one. And then I'm like, oh, oops, I forgot to introduce you. (laughs) I've done that too. (laughs) It's good. I forgot about that trick. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Yeah. no, it works. Same thing with the kids. Rude. Then, right. then come off that I forgot your name. I have no idea why Wait, one but then, feels better than the other. <laughs> doesn't then sometimes the pressure still fall on you as the person that's a tie between the two strangers to do the introducing? Potentially? Well, that's where I just pretend I'm rude. Okay. That's but it. then you're still assuming that that person, one of the two people is going to say something then. Or no one does and we walk away awkward. Right. right? Just run away <laughs> in the other direction. And then I'd be with you from the party and you'd be like, okay, cool. Who was that? And I'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so. I can't remember their name. And then maybe we'd be able to like get it later. Right. Yeah. I just thought of another trick I do, at least when I'm <laughs> teaching class with students, if I don't remember a little kid's name and there's a little kid that I do know, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, Amelia, why don't you come over and introduce yourself to our new friend? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, usually the mom says, this is Joe, right? I'm yeah. like, it's Joe. There you go, <laughs> Amelia. It's Joe. Don't you forget it now, two-year-old. <laughs> Meanwhile, to myself, I'm like, okay, Margo, Joe, 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 Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe. And then I'm singing shit in my mind because that is what helps me remember. Yes. That's, that is exactly. So when I first started teaching yoga to adults in groups, right at the very beginning, like people would say their names and the moment they said it, I forgot it. And I was like, I, yeah. And I, I, you know, I just, I don't know, just didn't stick. Right. And so I realized that I wanted to develop community with the people I, with the adults I was teaching. Right. And in order to do that, I need their names. So that's exactly what I, I would like perseverate. I would perseverate on their names. You would be like, hi, I'm Cindy. And I'm like, hey, Cindy, nice to meet Cindy. you, Cindy. Cindy, welcome to class. Here, Cindy, you can put your mat anywhere. Right. And then in my head, I'm like, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. That is Cindy. Right. And just like until. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good tip. It is. Yeah. Repeating yeah. it to them yeah. while you're welcoming them. Yeah. Right? And like awkwardly staring them like in the face, like right yeah. in the eyes, like into the soul. Here. I got to get Cindy. <clears throat> I got to pause here and just yeah. call out two different one, a movie and one, a show. Okay. That okay. does this exact kind of thing or did this exact kind of thing. One of them was Chris Traeger played by Rob Lowe on Parks and Recreation. Oh. <laughs> when he, his very first episode, which if anyone doesn't know Parks and Rec, you know, Rob Lowe plays this character that is just like hyper energized and mm-hmm. vigilant. And he's just the most warm, loving, energizing. And it, it, you know, it's almost like infuriating, right? Just yeah. how upbeat he is all the time. And so in the, in the, his first episode, which I don't know, season two or something, he goes to meet everyone that works in the parks and rec department. And so, you know, Amy Poehler plays the main character and she shakes Leslie. Nope. And he, he shakes her hand and goes, Leslie. Nope. <laughs> and then the next person is Ron Swanson, Ron Swanson, <laughs> April Ludgate. And like, he stares them in the face and yes! says their name over in that exact, like, just like monotone, like Leslie. Nope. And like, that's this weird way of internalizing. And that always made me like crack up. He's hilarious. Yeah. And then the other one is brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Um, the other one's Anna Faris and the house bunny, totally different type of movie here. Just absolutely ridiculous movie. I don't, I recommend it if you're looking to dump some brain cells into a movie. <laughs> 
I don't, it's, I it's adorable and funny, but at this, mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty heartwarming. I will say, um, anyway, sidetrack, but she does this horrifying voice to remember someone's name where it's like deep and in her throat. She's like Cinderella. Oh God. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, God. I'm going to have to like send you a YouTube clip when we're okay. done recording. I'm sure for anyone listening that knows the movie, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but she would look someone in the face and say their name. Yeah. In a deep voice like this. And that's how she would remember it. It was kind of like your small talk, the bear voice only yeah. worse, more yeah. demonic. Right. Right. But and yeah. that was just small talk and bear. That wasn't trying to remember someone's name and saying it to their face. So, but it's, it's almost funny to think how these ridiculous methods do wind Work. up helping. Yes. Right? It's like yes. what our mind attaches to is some of sometimes these outlandish, ridiculous things. Yeah. To help yeah. you remember there's no right. shame in that game no and especially because it's important that's it's you know important. it's 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 important to us so we find these ways yeah to tr- do our best or we find these ways to like these techniques to try to get someone's name without asking right yeah All right. now okay yeah yeah I was gonna say let's go back to because you've mentioned it more than once and it's definitely how I feel which is like it's important and so like yes. What was your experience either growing up or in general with your name and yeah. why you feel like it's important? We are on the same page. I was going to say, how do you feel about correcting others in your names? Yeah. Okay. We are the same page in it on the name game. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay. So for me, there's, there's a couple layers to this and which is why I couldn't go back and forth at the beginning. So my name is Abigail. Most people get that right, right? The only time someone like said it different was because they said it with a Spanish accent. So they didn't say it incorrect. They were just Abigail. And I was like, cool, right. I like it, right? We're good. Yeah. Um. So no one really got Abigail wrong. And then also Abby. No one really gets Abby wrong. A lot of people spell Abby incorrectly, right? Mm-hmm. Um. They How do, do they spell it? A-B-B-E-Y. They do oh, yeah. A-B-I. A B B I A B Y, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot mm-hmm. of people spell my first, well, spell Abby incorrectly, but like I don't really care because my name's Abigail, right? Like right. Abby's more of a nickname. Um, but the weird thing is, is that over my life, and I don't really know why, I have been called Amy a lot. And I don't know if it's like it starts with an A and it ends in a Y. And so people just get like brain farts and then they call me Amy or I look like an Amy or, you know, but I just know that multiple times throughout my life, teachers, right, have called me Amy to the to the point where like, I don't know they're talking to me and then I realize oh it's me and then I don't know if I should correct them or not. Right. Mm, right. It's like authority figure. Yeah co-workers have been like, Hey, Amy. And then I'm like, do I correct them? I know they know my name. So was that just like a, a brain fart? Right. Like so weird. Right. Yeah. I remember one time my therapist called me Amy and I did oh, no. not correct him. And it still lives with me. And I was like, oh my God, does he even know who I am? Right. Yeah. Right. Cause right, like totally. means mean something. Um, but most like important for me was my last name growing up. Mm. And the spelling of my last name in particular, which is W-I-L-B-E-R. Mm-hmm. So many people spell it incorrectly. They put a U, okay? Right. And it matters to me for three reasons. The first is kindergarten. 
I was in kindergarten and I kept getting these reports that I was like a satisfactory student. And, you know, I wasn't that like great at reading, but for some reason at home, I was like reading above my level or whatever, you know, was happening. And so my mom was really confused between what she was seeing at home and what was going in at school. Right. And she went for a parent conference, like a a parent teacher conference. And at some point our last name came up and my mom like corrected like the spelling and like acknowledged we're not related to the locals, which is true. There was another family. They spelled the last name with the UR and they were known in an unpleasant way in our town. Okay. And my mom is from Queens. You know, uh, my dad was not from that area. He was born in Toronto. And so when my mom pointed that out, that I wasn't related to these people, um, all of a sudden my grades improved in kindergarten. (laughs) All of a sudden I was above average. Right. So at a young age, I learned like, oh, your last name matters. Right. Because they associate you in a certain way. Sure. But then on top of that, there has been a famous Mm. pig with the last name Wilbur, friends with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And I would get classic about Wilbur the pig. I mean, now do I care? No. But as a kid in elementary school, it really bothered me. And my only comeback was like spelled differently. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then also this one is still hard for me. There was a talking horse named Mr. Ed. And his mm-hmm. owner, also spelled differently, owner's name was Wilbur with a U-R. And when he would greet his owner, he would say it in a particular way. And that is how people would greet me. And mm. I hated it. Yeah. I hated, it. I hated my last name for so many years because of that. Mm. I wouldn't care about my last name. So to me, names are important because they kind of define who you are in a sense, or they limit who you are. If you have a teacher that has a bias to your name, for real, right. Um, But also they make you like or dislike your name, you know? And so I really think about that a lot when I'm interacting with people is can whatever name they give me their nickname, their real name, whatever it is. Can I, I, can I remember it? Cause it's important. And can I say it in an affirmative way? So they feel good when they hear their name. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have a different situation because your name <clears throat> is not as easy as mine when reading it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I could relate to obviously the discomfort in my early childhood and adolescence mm-hmm. with my name. My name is Margot, M-A-R-G-O-T. And so obviously most people, even though I think it is, unless you're in Fran- uh, France, which is the country of origin for the name. Um, which I believe in the French language, it's M-A-R-G-A-U-X. I'm pretty sure is how they spell Margo. Mm -hmm. Um, But then of course there's M-A-R-G-O and then Mm -hmm. there's my spelling Um, as far as maybe there's other spellings. I don't know, but those are the ones (laughs) that are most commonly known. But, you know, as a baby of the early eighties, like Mm -hmm. there were no other Margos anywhere in my town and my school, I knew nobody with my name when I was little. And that was part of the plan. You know, my parents chose my, my name, um, for many reasons, but one of them was that they didn't love nicknames. And so they really wanted to pick a name that, that couldn't be shortened or whatever. Mm. And so that's true. Although I wound up being nicknamed cookie pretty early and that's (laughs) my 40 years. But aside from that, um, 
you know, that was one of the several reasons why they chose my name. And so I never really had a problem with it until I became mm-hmm. a student and the kids were old enough to notice that the T wasn't making a sound at the end of my name. And so then it was always Margit, Margot. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, I don't even remember which little dipshit it was when we were, <laughs> I was in like second grade or something. And mm-hmm. it was like the joke of like the, that six month period was every time somebody said my name, they had to, um, also say the word forgot afterward. It was Margot forgot. Oh God. Oh God. Literally anytime anyone in my class addressed me, it was yeah. in those two. It was in that way for like a half a year. And it was, it was traumatizing to be honest, because I wound up then also associating it with being a forgetful person. Yeah. Someone that wasn't caring or that was, you know, mm. um, I don't know, like less than or whatever. Right. Cause Forgetting things isn't exactly a, a great attribute that you want. Right, right. And so like speaking of forgetting names, right? I was just like, oh crap, you know, um, I felt like this negative association with my first name and because nobody else had it, right? And so like, I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, it's too weird. It's, I am, it's not normal. I'm weird, right? I must yeah. be weird. I must be not normal. Yeah. And then my last name, <laughs> adding more salt to it was Meinhofer. That's a very German last name. Hilariously enough, my dad, not German. (laughs) That's a whole separate story. Not going into that right now. But, you know, my grandmother gave the the man she married, she gave all of her children the same last name, his last name. He was German. My father's father, not German. So my father, not German, very, very German last name. His children (laughs) subsequently, very German last name. So Meinhofer, how would you think, how do you spell Meinhofer? If you had never seen that word before, how would you spell it? Okay. I don't know. I don't know because I have seen it. So my, my thought is I would do like M I N E if I was, you know, if you didn't understand that it was was German and right. But because I know it's German, I'm like M-E-I-N. Right. M-E-I-N-H-O-F-E-R. And so here we have Margot Meinhofer with, which is just, I don't know, rough. It's rough. And like, and like, as I grew up and I grew to like really love at least my first name, you know, um, and I, and I wound up and I'll share a quick story about my, how my love of my last name had shaped over the years, but um, it was important to me that people said it correctly because yeah. I had all that rough childhood stuff. And so whenever people would say it wrong or say something else, now I got lots of, oh, they assumed without asking that my name must be shortened from something. So mm. they would just call me Margaret. And I'd be like, what, where are you even getting those extra letters? Oh and they're like, oh, right. isn't Margot short for Margaret? I'm like, no, Margot's its own name. Oh, okay. And so like, I would get that a lot. People would just go immediately to Margaret or they would assume that it was spelled wrong right. on like the paper or whatever. Right. And so they would just say, Margaret, I'm like, you didn't even attempt the right. name there. Or you could have asked like, Hey, how do I say this name? Right? Yes. Like, and that's why asking people now. And, and since then I very, I'm like, I need to know how to say your name, especially mm-hmm. as the person who, again, perfect example here on this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm usually the one that, you know, leads reading the bio. And I am the one that introduces the person to our episodes. Mm -hmm. And so saying their name correctly, reading it correctly Mm -hmm. is really important because it is part of our identity, right? Especially if we do identify with our names, which many Mm -hmm. of us do. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when Adam and I got married, I was so excited to let go of my last name. I was just like, 
yes. Okay. No longer Margot Meinhofer. I won't have to have 40,000 letters. And like when you're filling oh. out those forms and you got to like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like all the way down the line, boxes, those right. little boxes. I'm Don't like, ask okay, for the middle name. It's not going to fit. <laughs> exactly. So I was yeah. just like, I need, I'm ready for this change. And then as soon as it came time to change it, I was like in hysterics. I couldn't do it. And so I was just like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change my last name. Like I wanted to, and I was, and that was still the plan to Harris, which is my last name. Now I got rid of my former middle name and made Meinhofer my legal middle name. Mm-hmm. And so it's still on my driver's license. That's my middle name, which my former middle name used to be on my driver's license. Um, and I very rarely need to write it on anything. Right. But right. like every once in a while, if it does demand a middle name, I'll have that instead. And so I, yeah. I felt suddenly really attached to, um, letting it go. And I was like, yeah. oh, but this is part of my identity. Yeah. It is part of my history. Yeah. And so, um, and then another quick, funny story talking, you mentioned about people saying your name incorrectly and like, do you correct them? I had yeah. this former boss who, put an inflection on the last part of my name. And she would say it as if there was a question. Now there was more than two people that did this at the same school. And it was Margot, Margot. And there was always an O at the end of the name. And it was like, nobody else said it like that. I didn't say it like that. I had to used to say my name in the third person all the time. When you teach preschool, you wind up doing that. Yeah. Miss Margo wants. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Miss Margo is going to show you how she does Mm -hmm. X, right? A lot of modeling going on. It sounds silly, but like for little kids, it does help. And it helps them understand that I'm their teacher. I'm their authority figure and all of that. I'm a person to, you know, look to and ask questions to and trust and whatnot. And so these two women were the only people in the whole building, including all the parents, all the kids. It was everyone else said it right. Miss Margot, Miss Margot, Miss Margot. And then it was Miss Margot. Miss Margot. And it was just the most infuriating thing. But at the same time, I never corrected them. Yeah. So I wasn't going to go back and start correcting them after all those years. Right. Um, when I left the school, I wasn't going to be like, bye. It was so great working with you all these years. Thank you so much. Also, you're, you've been saying my name wrong for seven years. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not going to help anybody. Right. No. And so like, it does help to tell people right off the bat what your name is, yes. how to say it. Yes. Right. Don't be afraid. Tell people it's, it's, you are, it's who you are. Like, mm-hmm. and I do have regret that I never said anything because because at the end of the day, that's on me. Right. Right. Like, right. Right. I mean, and yes, like you mentioned accents or whatever. It's like, sure. Some people aren't going to all say it exactly the same, but like right. these people were American. They English was their native mm-hmm. language. Like, you know, once they right. heard everyone else in the building saying it the right way, you'd think like maybe they would have caught on, but again, that still falls to me. Right. 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 And to so correct them, to, uh, the correct people when they say your name wrong. It's, yeah. It's not, a, it doesn't make you bad. There's no shame in it. No, you're, you're not, not being an inconvenience. People. Like that's, exactly. you know, you're just saying what your name is. So they stop looking like an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> right. You're saving them at yes. the end of the day. Cause yeah. people, some of my, some of my colleagues noticed, right. They were yeah. just like, why do they say your name? And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, it's just been so long. I'm not going to say anything. And so right. then they, we would joke about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, we could have avoided all of this. If, if somebody, including myself had right. said something sooner, anybody. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's so, the name stuff. I have, I have a question because you said your parents chose Margot in part because you can't shorten it. Right. Yeah. And when you said that, I first thought like, I like that my name, like some people call me Abigail, not everyone. Some people call me Ab. Some people Mm -hmm. call me Abby. And it kind of like 
tells me where we've met in life, how yeah. long we've known each other, right? And so you said that you did get the nickname Cookie, but I'm wondering, did anyone over the years ever try to like call you Marge or like, I mean, I'm sure you would have been like, shut up, but you know what I'm saying? Like, do you have, yeah. did you get nicknames that- I did that, have plenty of nicknames, but they didn't- were connected with Margot. So Margie was one of them, but it was a joke. And so like, <clears throat> because my name was hard to say and my former middle name was Suzanne. Um, and so what, this one girl who I'm not, I'm no longer friends with her, but from high school, we became friends in middle school. She started calling me Margie Sue Hopper and it, it kind of <laughs> caught and was cute and funny. And so like, but only a few people knew it. And mm -hmm. so it, I knew it was a term of endearment and it didn't yes. bother me. And right. so I, I never said like, don't call me that because I thought it was funny and cute. And so I enjoyed that nickname yes. and it had a pretty brief, like, you know, window of time yeah. when that was the thing. Yeah. But although she did call me that for years, everyone yeah. else had stopped after like that first few months because it didn't suit them. Yeah. Energetically, it was very much something that that person wanted to do and I was fine with it. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, but nobody else used my name in any kind of shortened capacity, mm -hmm. yeah. but I had plenty of other nicknames, but cookie right. was a, the main one. And so it's so interesting hearing you share about like different points in your life too, because I very much relate to that. Yeah. Like how people related to me by what they called me. Yeah. Um, so did you ever, are you ever called one of those nicknames and you're like, that's not something you can call me. Uh, I feel like I have, I feel like, I mean, I can't think of a moment right now, but I feel like, yes, like mm. Claudia mostly calls me ab or abs, right? Not a lot of people call me abs, but if I just like met someone at improv, right. And they were like, what up abs? I'd be like, no, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. That's like best bestie from when we were seven years old, you know? Um, right. but I know that I have felt that way. I just can't think of when it's happened, you know, yeah. and my go-to is Abby. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, how do you typically introduce yourself? Cause like I, you've always been Abby to me. Cause that's mm -hmm. how you were introduced to me. Yeah. And that's how I typically introduce myself to groups, to teaching kids, to everyone. It actually came from kindergarten too. that kindergarten teacher thought like, I don't know when she saw my name was Abigail. She was like, can I call you Abby? Interesting. That's so yeah. interesting. So you were never Abby before kindergarten? Nope. No, I was Abigail. Yeah. Does your mom call you Abigail? Yep. That's yep. So Abigail or abs. Yeah. Okay. My, my close family, no one calls me Abby. My cousins yeah. don't call me Abby. My aunts That's and uncles, so no one calls me Abby. It's Abigail or ab. Wow. My, one of my oldest friends, she, she was always Becky, Becky was Becky, but mm -hmm. when she went away to school and then got into like, you know, real world, right. When she got into like different industries and business and whatnot, she, you know, rebranded herself mm -hmm. in a way and became Rebecca like that was, and she prefers that right now. Yeah. And like, at least in terms of like, um, work setting stuff, not all the time, I don't think, but like. I have heard her refer to herself as Rebecca. And I'm just like, it always feels so odd to me. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense though. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you'll always be Becky, right? Like that's right. You were five years old, like you're Becky but, and that's it. But that's, that's her connection with you and everyone from that time. Right. Or, right? And, and just like, really close people. Right. Cause, right. Funny, I mean, Cause even now. Right. But like, yeah, that's just so, I, I don't know. I, I love that we can kind of rebrand 
at any stage too. Like I also mm-hmm. have a, a more recent friend who literally gave herself a new name. She's, I don't know that actually, I'm not even sure that it's, it's legally changed. I have to ask her. Yeah. Um, I think she's considering legally changing it. I'm pretty sure that was the last iteration of that, but, um, yeah, she just completely changed her name yeah. to something else. And that's what everyone, that's what I know her as. I never, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know she had another name. <laughs> We've right. only known each other for about a year. Um, and I was like, holy crap. I mean, so I learned this months ago, but still I was like, I never would have thought that your name was something else. Right. Um, so I kind of love that. Like our names are important. Yes. And we can boldly share them, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. You can change them. You can ask people to not call you something, mm-hmm. to call you something different. And, um, I like what you said that it's like, it's not an inconvenience. It's not a burden. Yeah. Right. You deserve to be called what feels right to you by right. who it feels right from. Right. Right. You, know? you don't have to make yourself small and hoping that you're making someone else more comfortable because exactly. they don't even know it. It's okay to crack someone. It's okay to correct someone, especially about something so important, right? Yeah. And if names aren't important to you, then okay, cool. But they are important to some people. So like, take the time and the consideration and the care to at least find out if they give a shit about what they're called. Mm -hmm. And it's normal to forget people's names. Let's also continue to normalize that our brains are trying so hard to hold so many things. And if you Mm -hmm. are literally being introduced to like you and I are sometimes to you know, dozens, if not hundreds of people in a week teaching Mm -hmm. big groups and going into schools and classes and public spaces and whatever, you're just not going to be able to hold it all. So don't try, (laughs) don't kill your, or don't, maybe don't, maybe not don't try. Don't kill yourself trying, like Mm -hmm. don't make it something that you, that you're going to have so much guilt and shame around if you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're never going to see them again or you only see them randomly or right. something. Like, you know, and that, no you know, like with teaching kids, when I've had really large groups, like when we used to work at that one school together in Queens, yeah. like I, like that was a very large group. I'm not going to remember those names. I, no I remember saying, and I say this in, you know, large classes, right? Where I can't write down the name and I'm not taking attendance and this and that. Just saying like, hey, your names are super important to me and I'm probably not going to remember them because there's so many people in this class. But when I call on you, I'd love for you to share your name. Right. And then like, that's how, like, I try to honor their names, but I'm like, Hey, heads up. There's a lot of you. Yeah. No, it's important information that they have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And you may not be able to remember their names and you, I've apologized too. I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. Right. There's nothing wrong with being apologetic either. It doesn't mean make you an overly apologetic person because at the end of the day, you are forgetting a key thing about a person. (laughs) So don't remember it. You know, you can be like, you don't have to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Let me bow down. Never speak to me again. Please forgive me. Banish me. (laughs) Oh gosh. All right. Well, warriors, we're wondering how this name anxiety falls for you. Does Mm -hmm. it? Had, you know, think about all the times that you've been called something else, um, or that you've been corrected. How does it feel to be corrected? Um, I know a couple of times when I've been corrected, I have some instant guilt, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but it's okay. You're a human. You make mistakes, practice, do better, you know? Um, so how does this type of anxiety show up if it does? And so just take some time with it this week and, uh, think about it. Yeah. Yeah. About it. Marco. Do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. Wow, that was beautiful. 
I mean, it wasn't. It was extended in case you didn't have one. <laughs> it was. I loved it. I was waiting for it to end. That word lasted for like a hot minute. I I could have gone longer, but I was off key, and I was embarrassed as I was doing it. Is there but a key? I was, there's always a key. All right. We we. <laughs> there's always an off key. <laughs> Like what was the original <laughs> note? We don't know because we've never actually hit it again. We never hit the same note twice, warrior. Okay, so my win this week is kind of small, but it's also huge, at least to me. Um, not long ago, Adam had come home and uh, and I got back and I said, we both got home at the same time. And I said, guess what? I got some Girl Scout cookies from our niece, mm-hmm. Callie. And he was like, oh, I was like, what? I'm like, you're not excited. He's like, no, no, I am. He's like, I just, I ordered Girl Scout cookies from one of the guys that I game with. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so now we have a ridiculous amount of Girl Scout cookies in the house, Huge which is right a big there. win. Yeah. But yeah. I love cookies. That was my win. The girls it's a huge win. Have arrived, and I've been we've Double been devouring dose. them. I know. I or we ordered them like weeks ago, and they've yeah. just arrived like in the past week. So nice. Yes, huge. So win. That's my win. I like it. I like it. Right. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, warriors. We love you so much. Thank you for tuning in again this week. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can hop on over to Instagram. Join our Instagram fam. We are at Anxiety Warriors Podcast. And, or you can email us at anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com. You can shout out your wins of the week, big or small, share topic ideas with us. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show, please feel free to reach out. Let's get you on the calendar, help you tell your anxiety story here on our show. Please take two seconds, smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. Write us a sentence or two, leave us a little review, a little something. And um, you can also please follow the show on these platforms to let all those platforms know that you do not want to miss an episode. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. And thank you. All of our uh, episodes are uploaded for you over there. Next time you're working on some work emails or whatever, instead of listening on your phone or through your phone, maybe you have the YouTube app, you can um, follow and subscribe us to, to our show over there and listen along. And you can jump into our show notes and grab yourself some fun Anxiety Warriors podcast merch. We've got shirts and mugs and hoodies and journals and tote bags and yoga mats, all the things with our fun and amazing sayings and logos, recovering people pleaser. We've got our Anxiety Warriors 80s and 90s logos. We've got control enthusiasts. That's my favorite mm-hmm. and um, some other fun stuff. So we hope you do any or all of those things like right now, go do them right now. Yeah. Please. Click the link. It's right there. Wherever, wherever you're listening, the link is there. That's right. The show notes, wherever in whatever platform you're listening to, the show notes mm-hmm. are there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We are so grateful that we get to do this with you all every week. Until next time. 